0: Welcome to week number seven of Stranger Things. Uh, We are learning that there are strange things in the word, but in these strange things, God is able to teach us wonderful lessons. Uh, Last week, it got real spicy. A man marries his own stepmother. And we learned that sometimes you got to be able to get rid of things That might destroy you. That might destroy your salvation. Uh, For today our strange text is coming from Numbers chapter 22. And why don't you slide there for a second. Numbers chapter 22. That's our strange text for today. And I would like you to click on verse 20. Numbers 22 and verse number 20. Verse 20 says, and God came to Balaam at night and said to him, if men come to call you, rise and go with them, but only the word which I speak to you that you shall do. So Balaam rose in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the princes of Moab. Then God's anger was aroused because he went. Watch that. An angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as an adversary against him, and he was riding on his donkey, and his two servants were with him I find something strange right here in this passage I don't know if you saw it that is God tells Balaam to go and as soon as he's going on this journey God says don't go I find that to be strange God says you can go but as soon as he goes God says God gets mad that he was going in the first place and I'm wondering to myself is God confused here like, why did he allow him to go in the first place if he didn't want him to go anyway? Uh, today, the Lord inspired me to tell you, the donkey saw it. The donkey saw it. Let us pray. Speak to us, O oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Balaam's tale is a tale that begins with fear. The Israelites have now moved closer to their goal. They're about to enter into the promised land. And they have situated themselves in the plains of Moab. But they didn't realize that they were a threat to Moab. And Moab was planning to curse them through Balaam. Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. And he was sick with dread. Uh, Balak was worried that the Israelites like an ox would lick up everything in their path. He was worried that because of what they had done to the Amorites, they would do it to them too. But you see, Balaam did not know. (laughs) He did not know that God had told the Israelites, listen to me carefully, God had told the Israelites, do not harass Moab nor contend with them For I will not give you any of their possession. Balak didn't know that he had a lifetime of protection. Balaam didn't know that God had protected him from the Israelites. And instead of investigating the intentions of the Israelites, he made a conclusion without consultation. He made a decision without consultation. How many times do we let fear rule our lives without consultation? How many times, instead of asking, instead of finding out, Instead of questioning, we come to a conclusion without knowing where they're coming from, without knowing what they're thinking, without knowing where they are at in their thought processes, how many times we magnify a situation, how many times we focus on what will happen instead of focusing on what is happening right here, right now. Uh, They needed to investigate. Are the Israelites here to defeat us, to fight us, or are they simply here passing by you will do yourself a great service when you focus your mental energies not on what's uh, when you focus your mental energies on what's happening more than what will happen <laughs> i hope i help somebody right there sometimes some of us we are living in We are living tomorrow, yet we are living today. Let me put it in another way. Some of us are so focused on the future that today is passing us by. We are so fearful of what they will do. We are so fearful of what they will say. We are so fearful of what will happen instead of us focusing on what is happening right here, right now. And the more we can focus on what is happening right here, right now, I believe that we're going to spare ourselves from unnecessary headaches. Uh, The king, to deal with this threatless nation, decides uh, to contract uh, the celebrity popular preacher called Balaam. You see, Balaam uh, lived in northeastern Syria. Uh, Northeastern Syria is where Abraham came from. It is where Isaac found a wife. And because of his roots, Balaam had come to know the God of the Israelites. But he was not an Israelite. But he was a famous preacher. He was a famous prophet. He was so good. Listen to me, Elder Ray. He was so good that when he preached a sermon, People were so converted. He, he, he was so good that when he passed a blessing, people were blessed. He was so good that when people, when he cursed somebody, people were cursed. And Balak knew this. So Balak says, please come. Please come at once and curse this people for me. He doesn't call them Israelites. He says, this people come and curse this people for me. For they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know, listen to this. For I know that him who you bless is blessed. And him who you curse is cursed. They say, don't think about being rich. Think about being a person of value. Because when you're a person of value, brother Yonata, kings are going to come calling for you. And riches are gonna follow you Balaam was a kind of brother that had value and kings came calling for him and started knocking on his door allow me to tell you do not focus on being rich do not focus on growing your bank account but focus on being a personal value are you valuable to your company <laughs> are you valuable to your family are you valuable to your church are you valuable to your nation if you are a person of value values are gonna follow you money is gonna follow you and Balaam was a person of value when the delegation of the king arrived to Balaam Balaam heard their story and he told them like this look lodge here for the night I will see What the Lord will tell me about you. Uh, I came across documentation. uh, An old ancient document called. Diah Allah. In this ancient document. It speaks of Balaam. And it says Balaam was such a man. That was willing. To do whatever it takes. In order to get a word from God. Balaam could use sorcery, Balaam could use witchcraft, Balaam could use exorcism, any method that was required in order for him to get a message from a God, from the gods, or God, he was willing to utilize it. But this night, God was the one who communicated to Balaam, And he tells Balaam the message very clear and very simple. You, you Balaam, do not go. Because the people, mm, the people you want to curse, (coughs) they are blessed. My brother and my sister, let me tell you. When you have been blessed, you can be cursed. When God has put a blessing on your life. There is no way that you can be cursed. A Balaam may be called, but you will not be blessed. A Balak might call a world-renowned preacher. He might call a famous prophet to curse you, but it won't work. They may pray against you. They may go against you. But if you are blessed, it can be reversed. I wish I had a witness in this place. And so this delegation is told by Balaam very simply, go back because God has told me no. Go back because God has told me no. Uh, Let me bring something to you uh, this morning. If you are seeking the will of God, God is going to make it known to you. Uh, You don't need to climb a mountain to get the will of God. You don't need to do something extraordinary to know the will of God. If you simply say, Lord, show me what I should do, uh, how I should handle my family, uh, how I should handle my business, uh, how I should handle my busyness, (laughs) how I I should handle the fact that I'm always late. Uh, Lord, how I should handle the fact that I want to. I want to apply for a new job. Uh, Lord, how I should handle things going on in my life? If you are interested, God is going to make it known to you. But Balak was not interested with accepting the no from Balaam. So Balak decides, watch this, Elder Donald, watch this. He decides to send princes, Mm, good. (laughs) He decides to send princes who were more numerous. Mm. And they they, they were more honorable than the first guys he sent. And then he tells them, look, I want you to tell Balaam this. I will certainly honor you greatly. Mm. And whatever you say to me. You say to me, whatever you say to me, I will do. Please come, curse these people for me. (laughs) I hope you see what was happening. The king, Balak, was not willing to take a no from Balaam. And what he did is, he raised up the stakes. Uh, What he did is, he dangled the the carrot of honor and glory before Balaam. Uh, He said, Balaam, you really, really don't want to say no to me. You you really, really don't want to go against me. But but notice Balaam for a second. Balaam responds in a pious spiritual way. He says, Look, though Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go beyond the word of the Lord my God to do less or more. Ooh, amen. It hey, shouldn't be, shouldn't that be the way we respond when we are being tempted to? Seek the honor of man more than the honor of God. You feel me? Shouldn't we say, you know what? Even though you are going to give me a BM, but if this BM does not, does not correlate, does not put me in the right place with God, i will not accept it. Shouldn't we be able to say, you know what? I'll not take this job because it's going against the honor of God. I love this because Balaam, Balaam is saying, I am a man of God. I am sold for God. Uh, but Balaam betrays his spirituality and piety because, because he should have told him, look, God has already told you through me that it's a no. So even if you come back a third time, it's not going to happen. But lo- look at Balaam, what he does. Look at Balaam, uh, what he does. He says, he says... Allow me one more night. Let me seek God and figure out what God is going to tell me. And here is what I want you to see. And God came to Balaam at night. And said to him, rise and go with them. But only the word which I speak to you. That you shall do. I said to myself, wow, if I pray hard enough, if I push God enough, if I fast all night, then God will actually do what I'm asking. This is pray until something happens in action. This is God. God showing me and showing you, showing us that if we push his buttons just enough, God can take his no and turn it into a yes. And Balaam does not waste time. As soon as he heard God tell him go, he saddled his donkey, got his servants, and he started following the second delegation. But watch this the moment he is going, the moment that he's on the go, The Bible says, the anger of the Lord was aroused and he got mad at Balaam because he was going. Lord, wait a minute. You said he could go. Now why are you getting mad that he is going? Lord, what's happening here? Are you confused? Are you a God who changes his mind? Lord, I don't understand what is happening right here. God gives a green light, but as his man is going, he turns the light to red. And I'm asking myself, Lord, why are you telling this man to go? Uh, Let me put it like this. A man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. You see, Balaam wanted to go the first time, but God said no. Now, when the men came back the second time, Balaam still wanted to go because he asked for a second opinion from God. So God understood, wait a minute. Balaam really wants to go therefore because he wants to go I will not get in his way because he wants to go you see I need you to understand something that God is not going to hold you back when you want to go God is going to let you go because God respects who you are. He respects your individuality. And when you tell him, God, this is the way that I want you to go, God is not going to stop you. Because this happened in another place. The Israelites were complaining to God, we want meat. We want this. We want that. God gave it to them. But as soon as he gave them the quail... As soon as they were eating it, the Bible says that the wrath of God was aroused and he struck those people and they died. Listen to me carefully. It is possible to say no with the mouth, but to say yes in the heart. It is possible to say yes to something, though we say no to it verbally. And here Balaam said no to the men. But when they came again, he really wanted to go. And so God says, you know, Balaam, I would have loved it for you to say no. I would have loved it for you to have been the one who didn't want to go. But because you want to go, I'm going to allow you to go ahead in the first place. You see, what is disturbing to me is that Balaam wants to go on a mission to curse a people that has been blessed. Balaam wants to get rich at the expense of other people. He wants to hurt others while he is enriching himself. And at the core of this desire to go is a man who is not thinking about anybody else but himself. He's a man who is not concerned about the welfare of others but himself. And that is why God God does not want him to go. But I need you to know that once God has spoken, a second opinion is invalid. There was no need for Balaam to go back to God and ask him, God, I want to go. God already said no the first time. But But Balaam now is asking God for a second opinion like God is a doctor. God is no doctor. The first opinion should be enough. And unfortunately, we have Christians who like to ask God for a second opinion. You know, God doesn't want you to get the job. But you're going to still keep on applying. Still keep on asking others. Is there an opening in the, in, in the company? You didn't get it the first time. Accept it and let it go. We have Christians who like to ask God for a second opinion. Should I date her? She already turned you down. No matter how many flowers you're going to send her. No matter how much prayer you're going to do. Accept the first opinion. We have Christians who are seeking a second opinion from God. Lord, should I, should, I, should I apply for it, Lord? Lord, should I go to the party? Lord, should I invest my money? When God has already told you, no. But when we are insisting on a second opinion from God, allow me to tell you, That God will send you Bible verses that agree with your vision. Allow me to tell you that the pastor will pray for you in a way that seems to agree with what you want. Allow me to tell you that people will come your way and they'll pat you on the back and say, go. When you are seeking for a second opinion from God, you're going to get the second opinion. And it's going to be according to how you like it. But unfortunately, what Balaam does not see is that God is an adversary towards him. The Bible says the anger of the Lord was aroused against Balaam. And the angel of the Lord stood against him as an adversary. The word adversary is where we get our word for Satan. Where we get our word for our our greatest enemy. And right here, we're not talking about a devil. We're not talking about a demon. We're not talking about a dragon. We're talking about God acting in an opposing way against his own man. Because his own man does not understand that he's doing something that is destructive and something that is going to destroy him. At times, brothers and sisters, God will be the one who opposes us. Could it be that we are on the journey? Could it be that we are on the go? Could it be that we are doing it, but God is saying, I'm against this 100%. I'm against you 100%. Unfortunately, Balaam is going, but yet he does not know that God is against him. He's busy riding on his donkey, but he doesn't know that the angel of the Lord has a sword drawn, and he is ready to kill him. He is ready to take him out, and he doesn't know it, but he is on the go. Uh, Just because... mm, Just because it's going good, doesn't mean God is good with it. Just because you started the project, does not necessarily mean that God is cool with the project. Just because you started a job in a new location, does not mean that God is cool with the job. Just because you started the investment, does not mean that God is cool with the investment. Just because you are happy, just because it's going good, just because people are applauding you, just because people are commenting on it, does not necessarily mean that God is good with it. It may be good to you, but it may be bad to God, and you may not know it. It may be good to you, but it may be God, it may be bad for you. Balaam was only concentrating on the glory and the gold. But he couldn't see God. Balaam only thought about how great he would be in front of Balak. He only thought about getting there. He never thought about God. Let me tell you, all that glitters is not gold or glory. There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it is death. When he has said to you, when God has said to you no, the best thing you can do is making you turn and go back. Because if you proceed, you proceed at your own peril. God was standing in his way. I believe some of us God is standing in our way. He's standing in the way of the job that we want. He's standing in the way of that engagement. He's standing in the way of that business proposal. He's standing in the way of our parenting methods. He's standing in the way of things that we are doing and we may not even know it. We may simply be riding a donkey with our two servants. But in front of us, God is saying, look, I do not think this is okay. Brother and sister, listen to me. God wants us to see it. God wants us to see the paths in which we are choosing. Because if we do not see clearly where we are going, we might destroy ourselves. Balaam did not see it, but the donkey saw it. Now the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his sword drawn In his hands. Uh, Three times the donkey sees the angel of the Lord. Three times. The first time when the donkey sees the angel of the Lord, the donkey turned away. The Bible says he went into the field. And Balaam beats the donkey and the donkey goes back on the road. But yet the donkey sees the angel again and he sees the angel standing in a narrow place. And what the donkey d- does is he pushes Balaam to the wall and pins him against the wall. And Balaam beats the donkey for the second time. And the donkey continues to move. But now Balaam comes, now the donkey can see that the angel is standing in a very narrow place. But Balaam. Beats the donkey again. But the donkey says, Balaam, we cannot go forward. And what the donkey does is the donkey laid on Balaam. No, we cannot go ahead, Balaam. Balaam cannot see the angel of the Lord. But the donkey can see it. You see, allow me to tell you that God can use a donkey to save you. God can use a donkey to save you because a donkey represents a beast of burden. It's something which is used by a person and is limited to a specific class. I'm coming. It represents something which an owner does not seek advice from, but simply rides. A donkey is something which aids in the work of the owner, but does not sit at the table with the owner. A donkey is dumb. A donkey is stupid. A donkey simply does the job. But allow me to tell you that what is stupid, what is silly, what may seem like is below you, God can use it to save you. It may may seem foolish, but God can take what is foolish and save you. It may seem like, wait a minute, I never thought... That this could be my asset. I never thought that an ass could be my asset. (laughs) But God can use an ass. He can use a donkey to save you. The question is, how are you treating the donkeys in your life? Do you treat them with respect? Or do you abuse them like Balaam? Are you ready to kill them when they are not doing what you expect them to do? And you abuse them and destroy them. God can use a donkey to save you. The Lord opened the donkey's mouth. And the donkey spoke to Balaam in protest. And this is what she said. What have I done to you? That you have struck me these three times. I've been helping you. But why are you destroying me? And the donkey continues. He says, am I not your donkey? on which you have ridden ever since I became yours to this day? Was I ever disposed to do this to you? And he said, no. The fact that the donkey was behaving in an irregular way should have helped Balaam to understand that something is up. Should have helped Balaam to see that something is going on. But you see, Balaam was drunk with his own self-importance. You see, when a person is drunk with pride and self-importance, they do not see the dangers. They do not see the warnings. They do not see the red lights. When they think they're too good, when they're too, they think they're too high, they cannot see the danger that they're in. And sometimes, some of us are at that place, we are being, we are being warned. We're being talked to, we're being counseled, but we think I got the education, I got the money, I got the influence, I have traveled the world, I have been to countries, who are you to tell me any different? We are being counseled and being told, but we think that no, I know better. And sometimes some of us are like that. Uh, but I'm glad that the Lord said, I need to open the eyes of Balaam. And the Lord opened Balaam's eyes. And he saw. Mm. Brother Donald, Elder Donald, he saw. <laughs> he saw mm, the angel of the Lord in the way. With his sword drawn in his hand. And he bowed his head and fell flat on His face. It took the Lord. To open his eyes. For Balaam to understand. That I am going in the wrong direction. And sometimes unless the Lord opens our eyes. We will not be able to see where we are at. We will not be able to understand. That we are in the wrong direction. And so God says look. As I did it to the donkey. Let me do it. To my man, as I did it to uh, an inferior animal, let me do it to this creation, this apex of my creation, Balaam, and let him see, because his way, his way is perverse before me. And I want you to see something right here. The Lord blocked Balaam uh, to help him to see that, look, if it was not for the donkey, if it was not for the donkey. Turning aside, I would also have killed you by now and let her live. Balaam needed to be humbled. He was riding on a donkey because he thought he's great. But God says, look Balaam, you are no better than the donkey you think you're better than. The donkey can see, but you can't. And she saved you because you couldn't see. I love how one scholar puts it, whether we are human or donkey, whether we are male or female, young or old, rich or poor, educated, uneducated, Asking who is superior is to miss the point. Mm, I hope you can see that. It is God who is superior. And none of us are excluded from service from him. You see, if God can use a donkey, he can use anybody. Never feel that you are above anybody. Never feel that you are too good. You need to be able to treat people with respect. Even if they don't have the same education as you. Even if they don't have the same social status as you. Even if they are at a lower level more than you. You see if God can use a donkey. I told myself wait a minute. God can use anybody. I am not disposable. I am not as great as I think I am. Jesus rode a donkey on Palm Sunday. Do you think that that donkey was thinking to himself, well, I'm so good. Everybody is clapping their hands for me. No, the donkey was simply helping Jesus. Mm. It was helping Jesus get all the glory and all the praise. The donkey said, I am here to serve my Jesus. He gets all the glory, all the praise. None of it gets to me. I am simply allowing Jesus to be magnified and glorified. You and I are donkeys for God. You and I are donkeys for Jesus. It doesn't matter your gifts. It doesn't matter your abilities. But are you helping God ride on you? Are you helping Jesus be seen? Are you helping Jesus to be glorified? Or are you thinking you are the one to be glorified and magnified? The donkey helps me to understand that even though God may speak through me. But it doesn't mean that I'm spiritually superior to anybody. Because God can use anyone to speak and so in this story it's not that God is the one who is confused it's not God saying go but don't go in reality it's God trying to help Balaam understand his role that he is a man who is to serve God and not to serve others for the sake of glory and honor it is, me, it, is, it is me who is to help Jesus to be glorified. God is helping Balaam understand I do not need celebrities in my work. I don't need mega pastors in my work. I don't need pastors and, and leaders who everybody's flocking to. I need donkeys. Who are simply willing to do the work and get the job done. I need donkeys who are willing to be humble enough and help to save others, even if others are proud. I need donkeys who are willing to get it done. And the question is if a donkey can see it, shouldn't we? If a donkey can see that I need to be humble, shouldn't we see it as well? Shouldn't we see that we are instruments for Jesus? We are not as important as we think we are. Shouldn't we be grateful to God for allowing us to enter into his service? Shouldn't we treat people as equals? And consider them that they're just like us. If a donkey can see it, what about you and me? I read a story about a rich man who was blind to the needs of his people. And this rich man visited his rabbi one day. And the rabbi, took this rich man and directed him to a window. And so the rabbi asked the rich man, says to him, what do you see? The rich man says, I see people. Then the rabbi took this rich man and brought him to a mirror and said to him, what do you see? He says, I see myself. And the rabbi spoke to him and says to him, the window is a glass and the mirror is a glass. But the glass in the mirror is covered with a little silver. And no sooner is a little silver added that you cease to see others and only see yourself. Not only a little silver being added to the glass, you're not able to see others, but you're only able to see yourself. You see, it took the rabbi in order to open the eyes of this rich man. And I want you to know that it will only take God opening your eyes to see who you really are. It took the Lord to open the eyes of Balaam to see it. And it will only take the Lord opening your eyes in order to be able to see it. It will take God helping you to see it. To see it that is holding you back. To see what is getting you down. To see what is making you proud. To see what is making you a cheat. To see what is making you destroy your family. To see what is making you not progress in your work. To see what is not helping you but hindering you. It will only take God to help you to see it. Perhaps you can pray these words from this great song. Open my eyes that I may see. Glimpses of truth thou hast for me. Place in my hands the wonderful key that shall unclasp and set me free. Somebody needs to be set free today. Somebody needs to see it today. I want to see today. Every head, is, every head is bowed. Every set of eyes is closed as we pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we, we want to see today. The donkey was able to see. Balaam wasn't able to see un- until you opened his eyes. Father, I want to be able to see you. I want to be able to see my real condition. I want to be able to see who I am because if I don't see who I am, I can destroy myself. The brother and the sister also wants to see who they are. They don't want to destroy themselves. They want to be connected to you. They want to love you, Heavenly Father. And I pray that you'd open their eyes to help them to see exactly where they are, to help them to see exactly what is going on. Please, oh God, strengthen us and open our eyes to see. Thank you, O God, for your kindness. Thank you, O God, for your love. In the awesome and wonderful name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And I hope you're going to see this week. Take care. I'll see you soon. Hi, everyone. Thank you again for joining our service today. Thank you, uh, Pastor Henry, for that inspirational message. Again, I would like to remind everyone, if you have any questions, if you want to reach out to us and need a prayer, you could do so by contacting our hotline. The number is available on the screen here. Feel free to reach out to us anytime and the team will be responding to your questions and we'll be praying for you. Again, uh, please do reach out to us. Follow us also on social media. If you want to check out all of our activities, you could follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, thank you so much and God bless.